When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh no! <laughs> Every time we go live, I, I have this great feeling of euphoria, Kim. It's wonderful. <laughs> and yet it seems to be displayed on your face as rabbit in headlights. Really? Hmm. Not today. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say I'm amused, really, if I'm, if I'm brutally oh, no. honest. You never are, my lovely. Anyway, when we stop being ridiculous, we're, yes. we are delighted to have with us today the fabulous Lee Houghton, who's going to come and join our conversation and share with us and with you um, some hints and tips on confidence and how we can actually improve our confidence and the impacts it can have. Lee, it's an absolute delight to have you with us. And thank you for bearing with Nat and I thinking we're hilarious. No, no thanks so much for the invite, actually. And uh I think what you should really do is start the recording about 15 minutes before you actually start the recording, because I think that's hugely and highly entertaining, if I'm honest. So it's been an absolute pleasure so far. I'm, I, I, it might be downhill from here, if I'm honest, but let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> Bless you, you are way too kind. So poor Lee, for everybody watching us, has just had to suffer not a nice attempt at this is how we meet at the start of the day so actually normally Lee Nat and I will have chatted for five minutes before in a day so that some poor soul you like yourself is not subject to us two thinking we're hilarious having our hi for the day so thank you for being so kind and bearing with us and Nat have you got our first topic yes Kim I do thank you Lee for, for joining us I really appreciate it and uh yeah, confidence is a is a big big thing for for a lot of people, and a lot of people are quite interested in this uh, in this broadcast. And I know it's part of one of the things that you actually do as your as your job, Lee. So it's um, it's very interesting, actually. Uh, so the first the first topic is tips for building up your confidence. So if someone is kind of you know not feeling that confident, how what sort of tips would you uh, would you give them, Lee? So um, thanks for your question. I think first and foremost, like confidence is individual and it's situational. So it depends on the person. Some people are really confident to stand on stage in front of people and deliver massive speeches. Some people are really confident to uh, to jump out of a plane. But other people might think about those two things and think that they are the worst nightmare. So I think the first things first is is confidence is individual and it's situational. And I've got a little a little confidence formula, as everybody's got their own little formulas for everything. Um, and when, when I think about confidence, I think about three things. I, th I think about um, comfort, so how comfortable do I feel in that situation? I feel uh, I think about level of understanding of, of what good is and what's required of me, and I think of level of effort. And I encourage people that if they want to be more confident in a particular given situation to score themselves, uh, out of 10 for these three things. So your level of comfort, one to 10, level of understanding, one to 10, and level of effort in actually applying and doing the thing out of one to 10. And whichever one has scored the lowest, what can you do to improve that score? So you need to break it. So if it's level of comfort, what can you do to break the situation down into smaller chunks to build up to that situation that you want to be in? If it's understanding that scored the lowest, 
then what can you do to build that understanding? Who displays what you want to do um, effectively and who does it really well? And if it's level of effort, then get out of your bedroom and, and start trying to do it um, in the real world as well. So I think, I guess the tips first is really just understanding those three um, things. Score yourself on those three things. Be really specific with it. And which one scores the lowest? Um, work, on, work on that one. That's where I would start. But I think confidence is so individual and situational that, that everybody is different. Um, and we're quite, we're quite in fact, as well, that, that voice in your head, uh, um, I think it is so, it's so crippling or so um, empowering. And I think by understanding what that voice in your head is saying to you as well, whilst you're going through it, is, um, is part of the battle as well. I'm, I'm conscious I, I could waffle on for ages on this subject. Oh, no, it's, it, but... it's really, really insightful. And you're right, that voice in our head, even when it's not plausible, it's, it feels so real, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, and whether it's telling us something that's um, good for us or bad for us, we, we kind of still believe it. So I think great advice is that kind of take that step back and, and identify which of the you know, which part of this is the one that I need to work on the most because I think you're right it is it is um situational we were chatting about this uh the other day weren't we where you know funnily enough when I'm making my little girl beans on toast I don't feel like an imposter but when I'm doing a lot of other things I often do so it, there is there is those elements isn't it of uh, your surroundings and what you what you're trying to achieve can have a real impact on how you show up yeah, do you make amazing beans on toast, Kim? <laughs> well, my little girl thinks so, but to be fair, she's four, so I'm not sure she's got the most discerning <laughs> taste. <laughs> <laughs> that, that voice in her head um, is, is the, the, the words that we say to ourselves manifest themselves in the outside world in, in terms of our behaviour. And I think we've got to try to break that cycle. We're in, we're in a feedback loop of, uh, of, of, of the words and then that... In fact, actually, um, about 18 months ago, some, some person spoke to me and they said, I'd like to be more confident public speaking um, and I'd like, or just in, in meetings. And we unpacked his thinking and he was going, OK, um, before you go into a meeting, uh, what are you saying to yourself? He was going, well, I'm, um, I, I, I don't like public speaking. I don't like speaking out to people. And I said, well, when you're in that meeting and you start talking, what, is, what do you say to yourself during? Well, I'm going bright red. I'm starting to shake. My voice is going quivery. I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. And at the end of when you finish, you go, thank God that's over. I hope I never have to do that again. And I was going, is it no reason that you're saying those things to yourself and that is what's actually happening? And so if you can break that cycle of, of change the way that you're thinking about the situation that you're in, then that's, that's a massive, massive thing to do. Um, and it starts with that. But I think it starts by asking yourself different questions, which is where that cue for confidence, the comfort, understanding and effort comes in. So you can start to ask yourself different questions to hopefully give yourself a different narrative to move forward with. Um, so, yeah. What's that? Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it, it reminds me a lot of you know, something that I realised a few years ago, probably about four years ago now, that the voice that we talk to ourselves with becomes the voice we teach our children to talk to themselves with. And that's what really got me working on how do I change my thinking? Because actually some of the way that I've talked to myself over the years, like you wouldn't talk to another living soul, even somebody you didn't like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. talk to them in the same way. And therefore you've, I realised I had to go and change, understand what it was and then change it, reframe that thinking. And actually, one of the things I now do and I get my clients to do is say, 
if this were for me it's my little girl scarlet so if this were scarlet what would i say well like a biased mother i believe as long as she's kind and she tries hard there's nothing in the world that little girl can't do so i would say be kind try hard and go for it sweetheart what's the worst that can happen and i think well if that's the advice i'd give her that's the advice i have to take for myself um and it really does help you change that that thinking doesn't it and look at it and go well what is the worst that can happen you know i might stand up and say something really stupid but i'll probably survive yeah, I think the I think the kids thing is is really important as well. I I believe that my boy, so I've got um, two two little kids, but my boy's eight, uh, the eldest, and I I believe that he is going to annoy so many people when he's older because he walks so slowly down the stairs. And when I when I started to analyse this, um, it's because that that uh, as the first child, um, really protective of the first child, not wanting any harm to come to the first child. Every time he's at the stop of the top of the stairs, you'll hear cries of. Hold on to the handle. Watch it all fall. Be careful taking that first step. Sit down when you're going down the stairs. So he's got this thing in his head now where the stairs is a frightening thing. So it takes him about half an hour to, um, to, to, to walk down 13 steps before leaving the house because he's been conditioned. So his narrative in his head now has been fed by his experience of, of overprotective parents convincing him that the stirs are a frightening thing. So I've now got to try to unpick that and go, actually, look, when was the last time you fell down the stairs? I've never fallen down the stairs. Well, why do you walk down so slowly? And we've got to try to unpick his thinking and, yeah. and change the narrative in his head as well. So it's like when you when you watch a little kid um, carrying, a, carrying a drink or you're at the bar and you, you carry four pints back with you, whichever situation resonates with you most, you go, watch, you don't spill those drinks. And then the first thing you do is you, you spill those drinks because you're influenced by by the by the words and then the voice in your head and then that voice in your head manifests itself out, out uh, externally. Well, you have to picture it, don't you? There's um there's an old uh, fable where there was two cousins and they'd climbed a tree, and um, the parents were were stood at the bottom, and one parent says, "Hold on tight," and the other one said, "Careful, don't fall." And despite the fact that they were both in you know, the same tree, in the same position, in the same storm, it was the one whose parents said, hold on, that stayed clinging to the tree. The one whose parents said, careful, don't fall, that child fell. And that's because you have to picture first what it is you're asking your brain to, to try and do. And the minute you picture it, you make it happen. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's so true. If we, we have to be so careful about the words that we use because we become self-fulfilling prophecies, don't we? So whatever we think is what's going to happen. Yeah, and the brain doesn't differentiate between positive and negative either. So in that example you've just given, what you don't fall, all you're hearing is fall, 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 I'm going to fall. Um, yeah. What you don't spill the drinks, you're going to fall down the stairs and, and stuff like that. So that then you convince yourself that those things are going to happen. Yeah, we've got to be really careful what we say to people. We've got to be really, really careful what we say to ourselves. Um, and, and I don't think we, uh, we, we're conscious of that enough at all, at all. Agreed, totally. The amount of times that you catch yourself saying perhaps the wrong thing to yourself is just out it's just unbelievable really and uh i mean i think from from my own point of view i mean i'm not i'm not a coach i'm not i'm not coaching people around this but for, for me personally <coughs> when i'm not coughing excuse me i um if, if for example i'm trying to do something new or i'm trying to do something that perhaps i don't have that much experience in then i will draw upon two different things i will draw upon things that I've actually done well in the past myself, 
in in other areas that might help me with that area but i'll also i'll also draw on someone else's belief in me within that within that context and within that situation and think well if they ask me to help them with that then they must think i might be able i, I can do it right so so that confidence i think it, for me is a great confidence boost really i think yeah and the, so there's a there's a big fake it till you make it thing isn't there so some people um wired that if if they are asked to do it and then they'll become more confident doing it but for some people that's a massive thing to do so it'll actually have a negative impact on on their confidence and they'll not be able to take it which is why it's it's all about the individual person and it's about them understanding asking themselves questions about what they're doing so you exactly you said they're not using your experience from the past to help you become more comfortable understand a little bit more and then give you the give you the confidence or will to be able to, to try a little harder with, with the effort with it as well. It's, yeah. it's so true. And it, it reminds me of like, I can always go back to children, but I guess I'm learning so much um, watching my little girl grow. And you kind of look at it and think, you know, if I said to you, when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to have to learn how to walk or talk or run or jump or skip, you'd be overwhelmed. We'd all be overwhelmed. And yet at our most vulnerable, we learn how to do that. It made me think, okay, what, how, how at our most vulnerable did we do the thing that would terrify us today? Uh, and I think it comes down to three things. The first is we want to be the same as everybody else. So you can do it. I want to do it. The second is I don't really know how to say no and mean it. You know, even a toddler tantrum runs out of steam at some point. And the third is I've yet to see any child trying to walk that hasn't got at least one person surrounding it going, come on, sweetheart, you can do it. You're so close because we loan them our belief. We believe they can do it. We know they can. Um, And that made me realize that that is probably one of the greatest gifts that we've got is we can give somebody our belief. As long as we do it in the right way, because you're quite right, it's got to be done in a way where the person feels comfortable (laughs) that this isn't going to put them into a place where they're like, I just don't know how to do it. But if we work on the fact that, you know, human beings don't like to be foolish, if somebody gives you an opportunity, if somebody says, could you do this speech? Could you come on this interview? Could you um, do that project? They're doing it because they believe you can, because if not, they're going to make themselves look foolish (laughs) by having entrusted the wrong person. So sometimes you can kind of use that to help you have a level of belief that's like, oh, okay, well, somebody believes in me, even if I don't. that I can possibly you know try a little bit harder yeah belief is so important as well it's just like uh, Roger Bannister before both of your time um, there's a, there was a chap apparently called um, Roger Bannister who, uh, who ran really quick um, a mile uh, the first person to do it under, under four minutes and before before he did it doctors told him the human body cannot run the mile in under four minutes everybody else believed that you could never do it but he believed he could do it and his training his diet and everything like that showed and, and give him the belief that he could end up doing it. He did it. But then six weeks after he did it, somebody else did it because they believed it was possible. And how often do we see somebody doing something and then a number of other people being able to do it because it, the belief is there then. So whether it's whether it's us passing on and demonstrating or giving belief to others or whether we can witness and, and see that social proof of it happening, we need to believe in each other and believe more for to for allow people to be more confident um, as well. So now I think, yeah, belief is, is key. Is oh, key. It is. Belief's like massive and it, it reminds me. So I, I love a quote and I actually wrote one for my little girl, but I believe it to be true of everybody, which is, you know, be kind, uh, stay curious believe in yourself because you're proof that miracles happen because we're all proof that miracles happen to somebody and I think if we can just 
really start with that belief and then our mindset that can really help us to I guess start to see opportunities to achieve things rather than obstacles that are going to get in our way yeah, um, this yeah. Is, sorry, oh sorry now uh, just one more quick thing before on the this is turning into a parenting conversation um, <laughs> because uh, my, my two kids um and they, they're not the most confident and and, and they're, but they're starting to become more confident and about six months ago well in fact actually when covid first hit, i i worked away um five days a week and stuff so i only saw them at the weekends but then when when covid first hit and i was in this in this house with them at, at times and i had to re uh, reintroduce myself to the family um we started singing a song every morning that we made up ourselves it's just it goes uh, i'm happy i'm myself and i always do my best Woo! right so we do those things and um because i want them to, to start telling themselves that i am happy I am being myself and I always do my best so that then they start believing it no matter no matter what they are doing in life, no matter what it is. So before we before I walked them to school this morning, another that's an absolute blessing, I'm grateful for being able to do that. We sang on the way down the stairs. Uh, admittedly, it took longer to get down the stairs than, than normal children, which gives us time to sing it twice. Um, I'm happy, I'm myself, and we always do my best. Woo! Um, because I just want them to internalise it inter and believe it. Oh, I love that. I love, love, love that. I do, uh, you know, my little girl, part of her going to bed routine in the middle of singing, and my singing voice is like fingers on a blackboard, so I'm not going to make anybody suffer it. Apart from her, she seems to think it's lovely. <laughs> um, but in between her songs, we always, I always do the, do you know I'm really proud of you, and then I'll tell her something I'm proud of her for, um, and do you know that um, I something I really appreciate about you? Uh, so that you're kind of almost getting into that, actually, you know, these are the things, it's always about being kind. It's always about having tried hard. It's always about being a self because we are we are all supposed to be ourselves and yet we don't tell anybody that, do we? We make it wrong to be any, anything other than everybody else and yet we're all unique. I think we've got to be able to be comfortable with the fact that we're different. Completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Lee, what does it feel like to be confident? It's a really good question that Nat. What does it feel like to be confident? I think it feels quieter in your head. It's not a feeling, that's a, I guess it's a sound. So I think what I would say is is that it feels, I mean, apart from the positive, it feels good. You've got all them endorphins running through your body and you're positive and you can do anything, you can achieve anything you believe. I think from a, it feels a lot quieter, calmer, comfortable, um, I think it's a it's a place where we all strive to to be. We we strive to be confident, and we strive to be um, com I think comfortable in our own skin. So it comes back to what Kim was saying about being ourselves. So I think it comes down to how it feels is comfortable in our own skin, and like we can achieve whatever it is we're about to do. And it's a little bit quieter in our heads um, with with. And we can live outward rather than in here, I think, is, is, is how I would try to sum it up in a, a lot of words. No, I love that. And you're so right, because it can get so noisy in our heads, can't it? I mean, we, we can get so distracted with things that don't add value. And we don't even know if they're true. So, yeah, we have these opinions of what we think other people think about us, but we don't know what they think about us. We're not asked. So yeah. you've kind of got to get to it that says, actually, you've got to get comfortable with what you think about you. That doesn't mean to say that you um, 
dismiss other people's opinions but until they give you them you can't assume what they are and you've just got to go am I might you know I have to, I work on the assumption that you know every day I'm going to have to look at myself in the face because I'm going to put my mascara on and I've yet to work out how to do it without looking at myself like uh, properly so I have to look and say how is that going to feel tomorrow when I look myself in the eye am I going to be comfortable with what I did um, today am I going to be comfortable with how I acted how I showed up how I treated people and if the answer is no do something different <laughs> because yeah. that you're going to have to have that connection aren't you yeah I think just with that as well I think if you when you feel confident you're not thinking about the past and what's happened you you think about what you can achieve in the future but you're, you're living now um, when you when you're not very confident you're thinking and worrying about what has happened what's going to happen and so you're not here now as well and, and I think there's this without going really spiritual and things I think there's, there's such strength in, in, in presence and, and living in the moment um, because it allows you to control so much more. Oh that's that's so true it reminds me of a, of a quote which is um, that the past no longer needs you and the future isn't promised so all there is is right now that's why they call it the present um, yeah. which I just like as it kind of reminds me that actually do you know what you could miss out on what's happening right now, thinking about something that's either not going to happen or has already happened and therefore there's nothing you can do about it. But you miss you miss an opportunity to really see what's happening today, don't you? Yeah, 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 very much so. I mean, Rob, Robert actually mentioned, he said we were fearfully and wonderfully made, right, which is quite interesting because actually... Fear is just false evidence appearing real, right? Like that's the that's the quote. That's what a lot of people say, don't they? And you know, I think definitely when you're in the moment, I agree hundred percent with what you what you both have just said there. But I think onto the next onto the next one, right? How does a person go about getting more self confidence? So I think we've touched on a, a number of these things: belief um, and and quieting that that voice in your head and so I was working with somebody um two or three weeks ago and and they, they were struggling to do something and I, I said the next time you're asked to do that write down the conversation that you're having in your head on paper in front of you and make it make it real so you can revisit and, and challenge are those things right or are those things not right and, and where have they come from what's created this narrative that you currently is it are the assumptions are the assumptions that you're making true or, or false and we, we can have that type of conversation so I think it comes with getting stuff out of here to somewhere so when I am when I have darker days and darker moments I, I write stuff and I've, I've wrote some really dodgy poems that only rhyme if you've got a Charlie accent um, but but it's my way of getting all of that out of my head and allowing me to deal with, um, with with whatever it is. And I think there's so much value in in that. We live too much in here, and I think if you want to be more confident, get whatever's happening in here out because whatever's in here will create itself out here. Um, and so so that yeah, that's what I would say. That's oh no, I, I love that, and it's so true, isn't it? Because sometimes we can be having that conversation in our head, um, and you say over and over again but the minute you say it out loud or the minute you write it down you can realize for yourself how ludicrous it is what you've just said you go like Do you know what I know I already know <laughs> ignore that that makes um that makes no sense because when you see it played back you could you can start to identify those and one of the things uh, somebody did with me years ago and, and I recommend people do this is 
ask a few people that you know, like, and trust, whether they're people that you work with or people that uh, your friends or your family, what are the two or three things that they think you're really, really good at? And what's the one or two ways where you get in your own way? Because it's fascinating to see how somebody else replays your life. I know when I did it years ago, um, the words that came back almost unanimously from people were brave and fearless. And I was like, I don't get it. I live in fear every day, fear of saying something stupid, fear of um, messing up, of doing something else ridiculous. But their view was you will up sticks and move around the country to places you don't know to do jobs you're not certain you know how to do. That's brave and fearless. I mean, interesting. I thought flighty and a little bit stupid. But I wonder how different my life would be if I borrowed your words instead of mine. Um, and now whenever I find myself telling myself that I'm flighty and a little bit stupid, I'll go, everyone else will think it's brave and fearless. Borrow brave and fearless. Um, because actually it is, it is getting it out of our heads, isn't it? Because in here we distort everything and we don't mean to. But you mentioned it earlier, Lee. Our, our brain doesn't understand the difference between whether it's helping and harming. So it doesn't know if it's a positive or it's not. It's just desperately trying to answer whatever question we've given it to answer because it tries to guide us doesn't it? it tries to keep us on track yeah completely and i think the reason why we want to be more confident is key as well so i i believe the difference between good and great is your ability to evoke emotion in others and the first person is yourself and and if you've got a strong enough reason that you feel strong enough about to be more confident in situation x then you've got a greater chance of success if it's just to do a better job or to have a slightly better day then really are you gonna are you gonna do the work to uh, and when it's not going the way that you want it to to, to actually continue to be more confident in the thing I, I remember I used to want to go to the gym and one night I slept in my gym gear because I thought it'd make it more frictionless I had a terrible night's sleep and didn't end up going to the gym um, because my reason to go to the gym wasn't wasn't big enough and I think you know, I didn't feel strong enough about it. It wasn't about whether I, whether I, uh, it was getting dressed in the morning that I believed was the challenge. Um, it was my reason to go to the gym wasn't uh, wasn't big enough. I can't believe I've just told you that story. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't worry. I love it. I, I love okay. the fact you slept in your gym kit, but it's true, isn't it? We can tell ourselves that we. Um, that it, this is the reason why we're not doing it, and the reality is often we just don't want it enough. Which I guess Completely. is what you what you're saying is like it's just yeah. not important enough because once something is really important to us once something hits um that level of desire then actually it's amazing what we can what we can find the strength to do isn't it or find the determination to achieve yeah it's a pleasure pain battle and if, if you don't feel either of those things it, it's you're not you're not necessarily going to achieve what you want to achieve it's are you going to feel that pleasure of getting to where you're going to get to or overcome the pain of the current situation and if you can can't get down to that level then your chance of success of being more confident in whatever it is 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 a little um less um or not might, might not happen yeah. yeah and i i think you know with with building confidence i mean some things in your life might just happen right like this morning i shared a picture on my social media from I was driving along and this massive block, a whole load of blocks just dropped out off the back of a lorry in front of my car, literally. I was just coming up to a roundabout, thankfully, and he pulled away and this entire block, it must have weighed like a ton, right? It was a proper, you know, it was the size of the whole front of my car, right? So, but these things, these roadblocks in life, right, they they happen to us, yeah? And, and, and I think 
the way that you actually learn is like sometimes you need to you need to be like pushed into a certain situation so you're actually going to learn and then that eventually is going to turn into confidence so I think I don't think people should worry I think that you know people worry about everything these days right I think you really just need to get on and just do the work as far as I'm concerned and um you know Lee you've been massively kind with your time today and Kim it's been it's been a joy and thanks everyone for watching we uh, we really appreciate you is there anything else you'd like to add you guys or we scoot off in a couple of minutes so I just want to, oh, sorry, go on, Kim, you first. I was going to say, what would be great, Lee, is if you could just share how people could get in touch with you, please. All right, yeah, no, perfect. No, thanks very much. Just before I do, I was just going to say thank you so much for the pair of you as well. The uh, the 15 minutes uh, mayhem beforehand and then the conversation that followed. Um, it's been a, a thoroughly uh, delightful experience and one that I will remember. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, if people want to know more, LinkedIn is the place where I find myself more often than not. Um, co-founded a business with a guy called Jason and it's getknowledge.co.uk is where, where we where we help people and businesses uh, improve what they do so no but seriously though thank, thanks very much for brightening my day oh bless you it's been a delight and don't go anywhere we're going to end the broadcast but it'll be lovely to actually say a proper thank you and goodbye just since you have actually suffered our delirium um, so kindly so, so for everybody watching thank you so much we look forward to speaking to you again soon in the interim yeah, thanks yeah. everyone we appreciate you this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>